With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of RB1 Colon Fantasy Football Podcast brought to you by ThinkTeam.com. I am your humble host, Pete Rogers, joined as always by Just Clark Barnes, Mr. Class, Jordan Smith. Guys, uh, happy Labor Day. How'd you guys, how are you guys doing? How'd you spend your day off? I spent the entire day watching the thrilling Jack Ryan series on Amazon Prime and to peel back the piano curtain. That's why I was five minutes late. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry, boys. Yeah. And uh, and how was it? So far, so good. If I had known Bunk from The Wire was in it, I would have started watching it a long time ago. Oh, well, there you go. Jordan, how about you? I did the same thing. I watched Jack Ryan because it is <laughs> straight up right in my wheelhouse, and I really enjoyed it. It's super good. Oh, nice. Well, clearly, if 66.6% of this podcast say we got to do it, then I need to uh, I need to be jumping on and and starting to watch the show we have speaking of shows our show it's going to be a crazy show today uh we got all kinds of nfl news to cover obviously and we're going to give out our nfl regular season beer bets before the season starts but whoo while all that is happening uh we are doing our rb1 fantasy league draft right now so we're gonna see how this goes uh jordan just took saquon barkley with the fir- fourth overall pick so you know things are off to a, off to a bang um, I was tempted to take Zeke Elliott, but as we were talking off pod, I'm like, I think I want some new people. I yeah. want some new guys to root for, and I already have Zeke in like two leagues. So, <laughs> so spice things up. Why not? How do you get in ESPN's <laughs> stupid draft thing? Did you do you have a uh, the URL to the site? Yeah, I'm are you zero league. RB Clark? Because it's about to pick for you in like ten seconds. You might no, have I think he's at the end with me. Okay. If you go into Watch draft now, that's yeah, probably... there you go. That's all you got to do. Well, this is riveting podcasting. I'm sure. <laughs> Boom. There we go. Now we're all in. Oh, I'm on the clock right now. And, oh man, I got to live by word, man of my word. Can't take Alvin Kamara here. So I'm going to leave him for Clark. All right. Drafted Odell. Uh, let's do some NFL news. So the biggest news that broke this weekend was the Raiders trading their best player to the Bears. Uh, Khalil Mack now going to Chicago, and I'm back on the clock, so we take a quick <laughs> hiatus. <laughs> oh, my God. This is going to get real annoying real fast for everyone who listens to this podcast. While Pete's making his picks, I, at the turn, took Alvin Kamara and DeAndre Hopkins with my first two picks. Very excited. Very excited. I'm trying to quickly deliberate between Kareem Hunt or Dalvin Cook, which we talked about on the podcast last week. So I got to go with what our ultimate conclusion was, which was Kareem Hunt. So the biggest news, God damn it, uh, that broke was Khalil Mack going now in Chicago. The Bears sent a 
first round pick in this year and next year and a third in 2020 and then a sixth this year 2019 somehow the bears also managed to get a second round pick in 2020 in the deal which is just like some master negotiating um and since the whole trade was caused by mac wanting a new contract as soon as he landed to chicago he was met with a 141 million dollar contract extension which includes 90 million in guarantees with 60 million guaranteed at signing so jordan as our nfc north point person you scared you worried about your 100 million dollar boy aaron Rodgers' shoulder getting broken again so as i've been telling people i've really liked Khalil mack he's been one of my defensive crushes for a long time ever since he just destroyed ohio state um which is fun and still enjoyable to go back and watch but I'm not entirely worried. I mean, we have the Vikings in the division who collectively just have a stronger defense and still have a lot of solid pass option, pass rushing options to be afraid of in, you know, in their own right. Um, as I was saying off pod, uh, Khalil Mack was on the Raiders, you know, and they just didn't necessarily have the greatest defense at all. I'm, more along the lines thinking that it takes a lot more than one really good pass rusher to flip a defense. The bears have really good safeties. Um, Akeem Hicks is pretty good, but their defensive backs are not really anything to be too afraid of Uh, on the offensive side of the ball. They're really counting on Mitch Trubisky to make just a really significant monumental leap and their offensive line uh, staying on brand here, a big hard knock shout out to Eric Cush when he was with the Rams. But they're starting him at guard, and that's just very indicative of the way the rest of their offensive line looks. I think the move makes sense because the Bears are clearly just going all in, um, and you're hoping that Mitch Trubisky, and we talked about this, Jordan, before we started recording, you're hoping Mitch Trubisky doesn't take the Jared Goff step, but takes the like Carson Wentz step where – He's being able to make the talent that's around him better because the Bears have on paper have put a lot of stuff around him on both offense and defense. And you're hoping that that quarterback position is able to take full advantage of everything. (laughs) Quick draft update. Clark somehow managed to miss out on Gronk and Travis Kelsey as both were taking back to back. Yeah. If you heard those beats, that was them flying out of everyone's queue. Yeah. What was that? That was crazy. Uh, Crazy, wild. crazy moves. I got to um, stop monologuing so I can pay attention to the draft more. <laughs> Clark, what are your thoughts on the trade? I think everybody kind of nailed it. Uh, you can't let someone like that go. And I, I don't understand how Chicago did that. I just don't get it. Um, am I on the clock again? Yeah, you are. You're back to back, baby. Oh, did I get A.A. Ron? You okay. did get A.A. Ron. Good. Come on, man. So... <laughs> In an 18 league, I'm a huge fan of trying to get guys that are going to give you an advantage every week, like Gronk and Rogers. So I know it's early, and I'm probably going to lose my analyst credentials for taking a quarterback so early, but I don't care. Uh, I want a guy that can throw 40 touchdowns. More on that later. I like how Clark is sneaking in some draft advice here. That's That's some professional moves right there. I think the move for this draft for the three of us is that we do fantasy so often that we're just all in on trying new things right now. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I'm taking Antonio Brown this year in T.Y. Hilton, baby. Let's do this. I'm aboard the T.Y. trade. 
I got a little aggressive with the vodka with one of my drafts yesterday, uh, and I woke up to a roster with six quarterbacks on it. <laughs> I think at some points we went auto draft, uh, so I got a lot of enticing pending moves on the old waiver wire. Oh boy, go through tomorrow. Yeah, that is exciting. That's a good thing to wake up to. Just like how the Raiders get to wake up to uh, no more Khalil Mack on their team. But yeah, the, the best thing I heard about this is with your first round picks, you hope to get a player like Khalil Mack, and so giving up two first round picks to get the guy, even though they had to pay him. Kudos to them. Kudos oh, to the if you're the Bears, yeah, I make that. That's that was a great move for the Bears. Don't know what the Raiders are doing because not only did they trade their best player, they also then cut Martavis Bryant and signed Brandon LaFell to replace him because John Gruden just if you're under the age of 30, you don't belong on John Gruden's Raiders. Yeah, they've just had a really terrible cut down day. Um they had to give back a second round pick too which is for the Raiders, if you're looking at their trajectory right now, is not going to be a very low second-round pick. It's probably going to be pretty high up in the pretty good. like 40 to or 33 to 40 range, I'm guessing. And they also had to release Martavis Bryant, whom they traded a third-round pick for in the draft. It, oh, man. It's just I nothing. I, no, part, no, part of the, no part of John Gruden's Raiders makes sense. That's the kick in the jimmies, right? Like, I can understand the other side of the Khalil Mack trade being like, this is a bounty of picks. Like we weren't going to pay him. He just didn't fit into our plans. Like, even though I think that's dumb, I can at least understand it, but you traded a third round pick to have someone for the off season, literally for the off season. Like you don't just roster him anyway, like just for your pride, like just keep him on your team just to be like, Nope, not going to admit I'm wrong. Nope. Yep. So we'll be, well, it'll be interesting to see what happens in old Oakland. Uh, Moving on in the news. Some very sad news out of San Francisco is running back Jarek McKinnon tore his ACL in practice Saturday. You never like seeing a player get injured and particularly sucks when we were about to witness a very happy union uh, between Kyle Shanahan and McKinnon because I think McKinnon would have fit very nicely in Shanahan's offense. But in slightly happier news, Clark buying Alfred Morris everywhere is now paid off. Yeah, you hate to see it happen like that. But I hate to see football players get hurt, but the zero RB strategy and uh, keeping an eye on those depth charts. This is, this is how that pays off. Uh, I hope McKinnon has a speedy recovery. I hope we get to see him next year. I'm of the mindset that I just wasn't sure if Derek McKinnon was actually good. Um, being in Kyle Shanahan's offense might've given him a little bit more of a boost, but I kind of thought he played himself into a fat contract last year. I think he did, but I also, I I think that he was definitely the hype was more than maybe what he was going to put on the field, but I think he would have been a very nice piece to that offense and has and really could have offered a, a new or a different dimension that the offense might now be lacking, which is that kind of speedy uh, pass catching back who can can do a lot of stuff out of the backfield and is a matchup nightmare for Shanahan to kind of fool around with and put wherever he wants on the field. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to go back and watch a lot of Brita. So Game Pass makes you watch from the newest to the oldest. So like you you see the last play in the fourth quarter, and then you see the second to last play in the fourth quarter. So I haven't had the patience to go back and and see uh, what he looked like. What are y'all's thoughts on Brita? Yeah, I think he's part of the reason that the Niners were pretty comfortable on letting Carlos Hyde go, but 
the fact that they went out and gave Jarek McKinnon a lot of money just shows that uh, he wasn't Breda wasn't able to do like everything, you know, he wasn't the cornerstone mm-hmm. piece that they needed. So I was, I'm hesitant entirely on the Niners backfield, even with a healthy McKinnon. Yeah. I mean, there's value there in the offense. It'd be interesting to see how it breaks out, but I, I think people really are overreacting. Even though I've been hyping Alfred Morris, I've been hyping Alfred Morris in a, very boring thousand yard seven touchdown year. I was so surprised to see where he's going off boards now with the injury. So yeah, he rocketed. Uh finally in the news, Antonio Gates is back in the NFL and back with the Chargers. Yeah, I think he proved last year too that he can just stand in the end zone and use his big body to score points. So why not? Why not? Who says no? I'm amazed at how many people are saying no to Allen Robinson right now. I just oh, picked Mark Ingram, so you you picked Mark Ingram over Allen Robinson? I have Mike Evans, oh. Michael Thomas, and Devontae Adams. I think I'm almost good at receiver. <laughs> As I say that, my wife then takes Allen Robinson. But. My wife. My wife. My that. wife. Yeah. I'm glad that now yeah, as soon as the reference happens, all three of us have to do our impressions of it. <laughs> Everybody, uh, make sure to tune in and rate. Our Borat impersonations <laughs> after the podcast tonight. Yeah, make sure. use Leave those five stars. Uh, so there you go. There's your NFL news with some slight interruptions regarding our RB1 fantasy draft. Let's uh, let's take a pause and let's do a quick... Oh my God damn it, Nick! All right. I was just going to say let's take a pause and, and look at uh, how the draft is going. And oh, I Nick see, saved you from yourself. He took I see on top of my list is Nick taking – well, not Alfred Morris. Nick taking Rex Burkhead who – oh, and then Becca takes Brandon Cooks. God damn it, man. Everyone I'm high behind is just passing in front of me. Anyways, so there's your quick look at how the RB1 draft is going. I like that, Pete. It seems like you and I respond to drafts. The same way by just cursing that everyone's cheating. <laughs> just every, <laughs> everyone knows who I want and they're just taking it to spite me. Oh, and Jordan just took Cam Newton. I felt pressured to take a QB all of a sudden. <laughs> just just <laughs> out of nowhere. You were just like, well, well, shit. I need to take a quarterback. Well, you know what I'm actually going to do? I'm going to take Marvin Jones because we're in the seventh round and I feel like he's still fantastic value and I love him, even though he's on my other team too. But. <sighs> It wouldn't be an RB1 yes. podcast draft if I didn't take <laughs> old Dion Dion. Uh, am I missing something? Like, I know Evan Ingram got a concussion and didn't play for a couple of weeks, but he seems to have plummeted down yeah. draft boards during that week. People have really, uh, really passed on him. I was trying to calm people down from the Evan Ingram's hype, but then he got a concussion, which like I'm not to belittle concussions, right. but you get better from them. And he's just torpedoed. I, I guess everyone was just waiting for the excuse to not take him, but I think so. I think people I'm really are happy not, to take people, him. Yeah. I would be happy to take him right there too. Eighth, ninth round. I mean, it's fine. Actual content. Uh, NFL regular season beer bets. What up people? Uh, back-to-back episodes of our favorite games because we played Would You Rather last week and now we play in beer bets. Uh, beer bets are long-term bets that we make with each other and the winner of the bet gets the beer from the loser. So the goal is obviously to make a bet that is just crazy enough for everyone to take but sane enough to come true, thus giving you the highest payout of beers. So Jordan, 
since you are almost on the clock, let's really spice things up and say, you go first. <laughs> okay, first beer bet. I am going to go undefeated in this fantasy league just based on the people I've drafted right now. No. <laughs> um, Drew Brees is currently sitting at rank 127. Um, I don't know why, but he's yeah. behind Stafford and Kirk Cousins and Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, who is above all those quarterbacks that I just listed. I get that he only had 23 touchdowns last year, but uh, Drew Brees has been a top four quarterback for the past three years in fantasy football. So my bet is that without Mark Ingram, the Saints are going to go back to doing a little bit more of a Saints thing. And just because Mark Ingram comes back does not mean they're going to revert um, if Drew Brees and that offense is just humming on all cylinders, I don't understand why they would just disrupt all that to try to work Mark Ingram back into the offense and kind of slow it down. So my bet is that Drew Brees throws 35 touchdowns. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good, good number too, because it's just, like I said, just crazy enough that I could talk myself into taking it, but I also could easily see Drew Brees throwing 35 touchdowns. So ultimately, I'm going to say, Jordan, I will not take you up on that. I agree with you. I think Drew Brees throws for 35 touchdowns this year. I mean, I agree with you, but somebody's got to do it. Okay, Someone's I'll take it. it. I'll take it. I have, have a, I have a bolder quarterback bet. Perfect. And I'll, I'll go next if no one minds. Um, so I have that A.A. Ron – and Deshaun Watson both throw for 40-plus touchdowns this year. I know Rodgers is going to throw for over 40. He has to. Like, he doesn't have a choice if they want to. <laughs> <laughs> they want to compete. He has to throw, like, 45 at least. Although um, I, I want him to, so he's going to. Right. Sure. So okay. the question is whether Deshaun Watson is – I'm going to say Deshaun Watson doesn't throw for 40 touchdowns, but that doesn't mean he's not going to get total 40 touchdowns because I think he'll score more with his legs um, than actually throwing. So I'm going, I'll am going. i take that bet. I don't think Deshaun Watson throws for 40. I'll take you too, Clark. I, I don't think Deshaun Watson is going to uh, throw for 40. Fine. Fine. Good. Free beers. Yeah. I just drafted Sam Watkins. Damn it! I was going to do that just to torment Clark. Uh, oh, well. Now I got to I mean, reassess. I'm, I may or may not have drafted him to entice some trade offers. <laughs> That's the other thing about this league is you know who everyone is very, very high on. And so you can just be like, well, now that I've got them on my team, what can I? What will it take for you to, uh, to coax them off your team? All right. Let me quickly just – I'm going to take – Everyone seems to be very high on old Trey Trey Bertone. So let's see what he can do this year. All right. So my first beer bet for the 2018 NFL regular season. I've made this actually with uh, SB Nation's Rams site, Turf Show Times. But they were not as high as I am on this player. I believe Brandon Cooks finishes a top 12 fantasy receiver this year. Everyone's biggest worry about him seems to be about the number of targets and touches that he's going to get. But I ask you, general populace who's worried about this, when has Brandon Cooks ever played in an offense where it was literally just him? With the Saints, he played with Michael Thomas, Willie Sneed, Benjamin Watson, Mark Ingram, and still managed over 100 targets. Last year, he played with Gronk, Chris Hogan, Danny Amendola, Rex Burkhead, James White, plenty of passing options for Tom Brady. Still had 114. 
Cooks has been at or above wide receiver 12 in fantasy for the last three years. And at a certain point, it's not a fluke. That's just a great wide receiver who's now playing in a creative offense that'll get him the ball. So I'm all aboard the Brandon Cooks train. He will finish top 12 fantasy receiver this year. I'll take you up on that. I'm going to agree, actually. Um, I, I think there's just this perception of Brandon Cooks because he's been on three teams in three years. And um, last year with the Patriots, he didn't, he had a decent year last year. Like that can't be forgotten, but I think people were expecting a little bit closer to like a Randy Moss, Tom Brady's like ceiling, like getting a little bit closer to that. Obviously Randy Moss is one of the greatest of all time, but um, just having Tom Brady get a weapon like that, I think people expected just a little bit more. So that's made people, a little bit lower on Brandon Cooks that he should be. Still a super talented receiver. I can't remember how many yards he had as a rookie, but he had a lot. So I, I think top 12 is possible. On top of it being fun, just to take people up on the bets, uh, it's not a lack of belief in Cooks. It's that I don't think anyone in that offense not named Todd Gurley is going to finish real high in fantasy scoring. They spread it around. But see, I, I guess know. for me, for me, the same things were said about the Patriots last year. Like I, I wrote about the Patriots last year saying that they spread the ball around too much for Brandon Cooks to have any kind of fantasy relevance. And yet Brandon Cooks finished whatever wide receiver eight last year. So I think he's just good enough that he's going to get his numbers no matter what offense he plays in. So uh, I'm happy to make some beers off of it. Jordan, let's hear your second beer bet for the year. My second beer bet for the year is about one of my favorite rookie running backs, Mr. Jordan Wilkins. I think by the end of the season, we'll be talking about him as a low-end RB1 option. Um, I think he's going to just end up winning the job outright. Uh, I liked what he was able to do at Old Miss. He's a little shifty, but still kind of a powerful runner. And... Jordan Wilkins, if he can come out the gate strong, he just might have a firm grasp on that starting position, and I think that could get him some significant RB one buzz. What's your what's your uh, your tangible headline for this bet? What am I? What is the exact result that you're saying is going to happen? You mean from like a statistical standpoint? Or... Sure, or just w- whatever. Like, what can we look back at the end of the year? Because I mean. You could write just like 15 articles on fake teams being like, Jordan Wilkins is an RB1, and then is that enough to generate RB1 buzz to win you the bet? Or is there what is the tangible result that needs to be achieved for you to be like, yeah, no, called it? I'll follow like the Brandon Cooks route. I think Jordan Wilkins is going to be a top 12 back by the end of the season. For Excellent. Purposes. There you go. And I will take you on that. I do not think that is going to happen. I've talked you into a corner and I've perfectly executed my plan. I will also take you up on that one, Jordan. I do not believe Wilkins finishes in the top 12 this year. I'm banking a lot on him having like a really good week one. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think you're right. The, the, The reasoning behind it is not outlandish i just i i don't know who knows i also naheem hines is still there it's putting around uh still someone to entice and excite clark what's your uh your second your bet for this off for this regular season so we'll stick with rbs i suppose uh lamar miller finishes inside the top 10 mm, i schedule yeah. lots of points to be had as the texans make their super bowl run 
Find 45 touchdowns, Deshaun Watson. Pretty pretty easy one for me here. This is all fitting into Clark's narrative of the Texans just pillaging the AFC South and leading the best offense uh, in NFL history. Yep. Which I'm gonna which I, I just drafted Will Fuller and he's going to get me lots of touchdowns in this high flying offense. I will take that bet because I otherwise would be betting that Jordan Wilkins and Lamar Miller are two top twelve backs. So I think I have to take that and make sure Lamar Miller is bumped out of the top ten. I'll take you up on that as well, Clark. I don't think I think it's entirely possible that Lamar Miller can do it, but just for Jordan's reasons, we're staying on the running back theme. Uh, my second beer bet is that sexy Rexy Burkhead finishes with at least 15 total touchdowns this year, putting him in the top 10 of fantasy running backs. Barnes says no. I know Barnes. I knew Barnes won't, won't stay that. healthy enough for it. Sorry. I, kn- Sorry. I knew that was going to be an easy beer off of Barnes. Uh, this one I just talked into myself when I was just perusing stats and numbers. I talked myself into it. The Patriots have had a 12th, top 12 fantasy rusher for two years in a row now. So oh, don't give me none of that. Oh, you can't have a productive fantasy back out of the Patriots backfield. Um, the craziest factoid that I saw was that Dion had the 10th most carries in the red zone among all running backs last year. And the Patriots had the most total run plays called in the red zone last year. So Burkhead offers both goal line ability and pass catching ability, which means he's going to be on the field for more and longer than Patriots backs in the past. He posted 65 carries and 30 catches and eight total touchdowns in just 10 games last year. Clark, you mentioned that he is injury prone and you know could possibly get injured but i think if he's able to stay healthy he's going to easily put up 15 total touchdowns uh and that will bump him into the top 10 oh i'll definitely take that one boom i think as soon as sony michelle comes back he's going to be their top guy and you assume jeremy hill Sony michelle comes you're back. all you're all forgetting at jeremy hill and you're forgetting about the greatest bi-week pickup of all time, Mr. James White, who can come in and get three touchdowns on three receptions. Yeah, nice. James White, who's $4,000 on DraftKings, going up against a Texans team that has historically been completely unable to cover anyone fast and that runs Woo! a crossing route. So, a little DFS commentary there from Clark Burns. I have him in a few lineups. Just a few. Uh, Jordan, give us your final beer bet for the uh, for the NFL regular season. Let's let's just make Sam Darnold right now a top twelve fantasy quarterback. Oh my gosh! Oh Sam Darnold, I'm taking that 100. percent Let's give my beloved Jets something to root for, <laughs> and I think Darnold's just good. Like he sneakily reminds me a little bit of Andrew Luck, partly because they both have like a little long throwing motion but i think darnold's just smart and he's a really good quarterback and uh new york they should be excited first time they can be this excited in a long time so why not i appreciate your notion but i uh i'm taking you up on this sam darnold's not finishing inside the top 12 in fantasy back or fantasy quarterback i knew i could get the patriots fan you knew it that was an easy bet to make you're gonna you're gonna get both of us yeah both of us with that one Jordan's about to hand out so many beers. Clark, give us your final uh, beer bet. Uh, I have two more, but I'm also trying to pick, and I'm running out of bench spots here. So okay, uh, we'll, we'll take a quick hiatus to have Clark pick his make his pick. I got it. I'll just know stats and information. Uh, Jarvis Landry outscores Doug Baldwin in all formats. 
I agree with you. I'm not going to take you up on that. As someone who just drafted Jarvis as my wide receiver three, I guess, my flex option in the RB1 fantasy podcast football league, uh, I will not take you up on that. I agree with you. I want to take you up on that, but I really can't because I have Jarvis Landry in like two other leagues as like my second best receiver. And I've, I've just never been a big fan of the Seattle offense. I think it's pretty much all Russell Wilson all the time. I know Doug Baldwin can have double digit touchdowns, but I'm, I just don't like paying attention to them. <laughs> <laughs> Plus I think they're going to have a rough time this year. Tough hang for Seahawks fans this year. Sorry, Nick. Sorry, not sorry. It's okay. He's got the Patriots. Uh, so that's no one, Clark. Oh, swung and missed. I know. It's okay. It's Do late. somebody other than Doug Baldwin, and I'll I'll, I'll take it. That was well reasoned. I've, I've been listening to everybody talk about how Doug Baldwin's going to be so freaking great this year, <laughs> and how Jarvis Landry just catches a ton of passes all the time, and we hate him for it. Which is also such an absurd hate. It's like I'm quickly trying to think of something where people hate Nick Cage because he's like, oh, my God, he just makes so many movies. Yeah, but every one of his movies is so amazing and wonderful and thoroughly enjoyable. So there you go. I mean, I have a second. Hit it. Let's hear it. Rock scores 15 or more touchdowns this year. Ooh. I'll take that one. I'm going to take you on that, too, even though I'm a Patriots fan, but. I, I think that there's going to be a lot of a lot of mouths to feed. And Clark hasn't – I mean, Clark. I keep doing this, Clark. You're so ingrained and so entwined with Gronk in my head that when I want to say Gronk, I just say Clark. Uh, Gronk hasn't scored that many touchdowns in a long time. When was the last time Gronk scored double-digit touchdowns? Let's 2011. See. There you go. 17. I don't know about double digits. Uh, so, obviously, if he hasn't done it in a while, he's due. He scored 11 in 2015. So that was the last time he scored double digits. Yeah. I'm going to, I'll take you up. So we're all taking you up on that one. That's yeah. a good one. That was a good one. For sure. 15 is just a lot and it's banking on a lot of factors. We also know that uh, Rex Burkhead's going to score 15 total touchdowns. So right. yeah, those are, th- that's going to eat into Gronk's workload. And Chris Hogan, I've said, is to eat, getting a ton of touchdowns. I've made a lot of bro- uh, bold proclamations about the, uh, about the Patriots offense. We'll see how how little of it actually pans out. If I, if I don't take a kicker with my last pick, can I just extend the draft and start picking more flex guys? (laughs) I think ESPN makes you pick one. Yeah. You have to pick the position. It's, it's dumb, but it's the way the game. Speaking of which Dan Bailey getting cut. Wow. Stupid. That is the kind of little thing that could end up haunting Dallas for like the next six years. Like good teams that cut a kicker really seem to have that one come bite them in the. All right. That's that's not a cap saving move. We're pulling it all together here. The bears defense now with uh, Khalil Mack is going to lead me to greatness in the RB one fantasy league. Oh, there's a matchup win every week. (laughs) Your defense is going to outscore Pete's. Uh, all right, my final beer bet for the year. Mike Williams will catch double-digit touchdowns while Keenan Allen will finish with less than five. Uh, we all know Mike Williams is a giant human, and we've talked about in this podcast before how the Chargers could just use him as basically a tight end around the red zone. And there's targets to spare around the red zone. Hunter Henry was second on the team with 14. Tony Gates was third with 11, so those are all kind of up in the air. 
Keenan Allen had 24 targets last year in the red zone, but that was simply because River has no one else to throw to. And on those 24 targets, he only scored four touchdowns. He had six last year. I could easily see uh, easily see Keenan Allen's touchdown production go down while Mike Williams' spikes into the double digits. I'm going to take this bet, but Pete, I want you to know this bet hurts my feelings. It hurt, cuts me on a deep level because I love Keenan Allen and he is great. And I think once the Chargers get down to the red zone, we've seen this with Antonio Gates over the years and Philip Rivers. He just wants to go to the guy that he trusts the most. And I think he trusts Keenan Allen the most because Keenan Allen has glue on his gloves. And yeah, Keenan Allen is going to have a good year. I heard you say Keenan Allen not doing something. So no, I'm not going to. Are fewer than six? I say he will score less than five. I I'll take that bet. He'll score more than five. Perfect. There you go. And guess what? The podcast is over just as the draft is over. So efficient. Well done, everyone. I didn't pick my kicker yet. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, let's all politely wait for uh, Jordan. I did take uh, Jordan Wilkins just to be mean to you. (laughs) Clark made sure that he had to type it in. Couldn't find him scrolling (laughs) through. You know what? I had to go with my guy, Aaron Jones. So that's okay. Um, Should we use my full 60 seconds to debate which kicker I should take? Yes. Yes. That's what this podcast needs is we need to end this podcast with a minute long debate about which kicker Jordan should take. Kicker talk right now. Chris Boswell, (laughs) Robbie Gold, Jake Elliott, Matt Prater, and Harrison Butker are the top five on the list. Mm. Um, I had... What was, what was his name? Matt Bryant, when Kyle Shanahan led the Falcons, mm. um, led their offense, I should say. And Matt Bryant had such an amazing year that year. He was kicking field goals all the time. But he was also in a dome, so I don't know if I can go Robbie Gold. Like, I started doing this when I was thinking about my kicker and just like, what are you doing? Just pick a good offense and click on it and let's go. Like. That's what I did. But what you can do, Jordan, is in my other league, I drafted Butker simply so that I could name my team Mr. Buttlicker from the office. <laughs> I do have Harrison Butker in a league, too. See, there you go. So, so that's a no for him. So who, who, who does that leave? That's got to leave one clear option for you at the kicker. Mr. Buttlicker. Mr. Um, Buttlicker. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Jordan. You only got time bomb. five seconds. I'm going Mr. Gold. Uh, Robbie. That has a lot of fantasy name implications too. It's true. There's a lot you can do. A lot you can do with the word gold. Um. So, anyways, there it is. So there you go, everyone. There were some beer bets that we're making for the entire year. Some news, some draft action, all going on. Thanks to everyone who was in the league and participated in the draft with us. It was fun. Good job, everyone. Uh, make sure to subscribe on iTunes and on uh, Stitcher. I realize we haven't said that in a while. We're on Stitcher, so you guys can subscribe to that if you don't have an uh, a iPhone and if instead you're an Android user. Uh, rate, review, download, all those good things. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at RB1 Podcast. Follow myself at PM Rogers. Follow Clark at NFL Clark. Jordan at Jordan underscore Smith 27. And we will be back at you guys on Thursday with a week one preview gonna get you guys ready for all of the nfl action that is just about to start week one is just here we have finally done it draft is in fantasy teams are in ready to set your rosters let's do this until then peace